Hey guys, I'm John Cruz. Welcome to my channel, Vets to CEOs. Our mission is to provide veterans with all the tools they need to be successful and to achieve financial freedom and to eventually become their own boss. Today, I'm joined with two special guests, Jared and Rally. Uh, Jared and I served together in Insulik Air Base, Turkey. We were there as security forces members together. And he introduced me to the founder and CEO of salesplatoon.org. And today, we're going to be talking about the mission of their company, how it can help military members that are transitioning into the civilian workforce and what are the skills that they can gain from this program. And to turn things over to you guys, uh, Rally, do you want to introduce yourself first and then Jared? Yeah, sure. My name is Raleigh Wilkins, former U.S. Marine, spent six years on active duty, uh, started sales platoon about three years ago. We really got up and running about a year ago. It's a lot of concept and foundation. Uh, spent 20 years in the civilian world from account executive through SVP of sales. So hopefully going to lend some credibility and some thought behind anyone who's thinking about a career in sales, uh, especially in corporate sales. And we're going to dispel some of the myths around what that actually is and why it's such a good career post-military for our, a lot of our active duty. And so uh, Jared, uh, I met, he was actually one of our candidates. Uh, so he presented himself for our first cohort. Uh, and we started getting to know each other and he quickly aligned behind what we're doing. Obviously you knew him from your time together on active duty. I got to know him after you did and then concurrently. And so, you know, I'm really glad that Jared's here as well to join. He can give a little more perspective on both sides of the world uh, in a lot more modern approach and context. So. Jared, if you want to introduce yourself. Sure. Uh, Jared Gertner um, spent 20 years active duty uh, with security forces, had some overlapping time with John, and also spent seven years as a dog handler and a couple other different roles here and there, but uh, retired from military service at exactly 20 years, which was in September. Prior to doing so, I participated in the SkillBridge program, so I was able to leave active duty four months early, go through the sales platoon cohort and actually stayed on to have a role with sales platoon as I now currently live in London with my wife and we're starting a different chapter and role where I'm supporting her career as an attorney. So oh, wow. really uh, basically just here to help uh, any way I can. If there's anyone that has any interest in leveraging SkillBridge to start a career off in sales. Hopefully I can uh, share a little bit of my experiences from that with you guys. Okay, and how did you hear about Sales Platoon when you were transitioning out? I used a, a mentorship platform called Veterati to start reaching out to mentors that are in the sales field. As I was leaving, I knew I wanted to partake in SkillBridge in a sales role and wanted to do so in Chicago. Four out of the five mentors who were all veterans and account executives themselves all said, I need to meet Raleigh Wilkins. So that common theme led to an introduction and Riley had a, a great idea for a platform that just was waiting for the right moment in time to get things started and get the wheels in motion. So kind of fortuitous connection at the right time. That is awesome. And so you are currently in the program, I know, or you are graduating? I, I finished the program. I now work for Riley and Sales Platoon. Okay. In a capacity that has me hopefully reaching some veterans that uh, learn a little bit about the program and want to come on board and join one of the cohorts, either uh, the one coming up in a month or January. 
start 2021 off in an internship role as they leave military service. So, Okay, awesome. And for those of you that are not familiar with what SkillBridge is, it's a DOD program. It uh, is available to you if you are transitioning from active duty or even the Guard or Reserve and you're separating. Uh, you are able to intern with any company of your choosing for up to six months prior to your separation or retirement. And you would find these uh, companies that you can work with on the DOD SkillBridge website. And I'll link that below in the links. I've made a previous video on exactly on the DOD SkillBridge program where you guys can get all of the information and instructions on how to sign up for that. Uh, the SkillBridge program is linked with other companies like Sales Platoon, for example. That's who we are working with today. Um, and to transition into Sales Platoon, Rally, do you want to speak a little bit about what the mission and vision is of Sales Platoon and how you started the company? Yeah, sure. Uh, mission and vision Sales Platoon is essentially my own story. So I came off active duty, uh, 26 years old, uh, six years active duty. I didn't go until I was 20. Um, and went into the civilian world without a college degree. And I don't know if you remember the movie Cocktail. It's kind of a dated movie now, but it was Tom Cruise. And essentially he came out of the army and he wanted to go in advertising. And he goes to all these companies and everybody's like, you need to go to college. You need an education. You got it. And no one would even interview this guy. So he starts doing night school and, you know, working as a bartender. And that was essentially my, my path. And so, you know, I was going to school on the side. I started a personal training company. I kept trying to break in, but I had no real idea what corporate America was, you know? And so in the Marines, there's always this fight between, you know, like people went to Paris Island, people went to San Diego and Paris Island, you're on an island in the middle of nowhere. And you feel like you had it harder because you had sand fleas and San Diego is like, well, we had mountains and hills and we could see planes flying overhead. And, you know, and so I didn't go to San Diego. So I don't know what that experience was like to be in Hollywood and not actually go through boot camp. but I'm just kidding. But the, uh, you know, the, uh, it's for all the Marines out there. Uh, but, you know, I can imagine watching that plane fly overhead must be like Prisonersville when they're watching a TV show and the world's passing them by. So imagine somebody that's been like in a, you know, got a conviction and they're in prison. They've been there for 10 years and they don't know when an iPhone is. And so they see it, but they don't know how to use it because they've never had one. You know, when you think about our U.S. military experience, we go in and we have a transformative experience where we voluntarily set aside half our rights and all our freedom to serve others. And then we govern that with the UCMJ. And then we spend four, eight, 12, 20 years learning how to wear a uniform, work inside a set of rules, organizational structures that work inside the military because we have one mission, which is to win battles and win wars and get as many people home safely as possible, which means we adopt an inferior posture and a subservient attitude, otherwise rank structure would never work. Well, that's great when you're on active duty. The second you take the uniform off and you go into the world, you are just like that person that's entering society again for the first time after four, eight, 10, 20 years. Just because you watch the movie, just because you saw the TV shows, doesn't mean you know how to enter it. And the frame of reference you had when you let went into active duty will be the frame of reference you have when you leave it. Mm. And for me, it was a small town in Virginia, Franklin, Virginia, steel mill town, and it, or a paper mill town. And that's where you did. You either went to work there, you went to college, or you went in the military. And so, or you worked, you know, at some job, you know, Dairy Queen or whatever, you know. And so, you know, that was what you did. And so when I came off active duty, I was intrigued by the corporate world, but I essentially came off active duty trying to navigate those streets with a map that I had from that small town and had no visibility. 
no idea, didn't understand what the corporate world was, didn't know how to enter it. And so it took me three years to even enter into that world. And then once I got into it, it took me another year and a half almost to figure out what marketing and sales really were in corporate spaces. And then it took me 20 years to work my way up from account executive to SVP of sales. That's like going from an E1 to an O9. Oh, and wow. so, you know, but it didn't take me 20 years to do that. It took me seven and a half years to do that. And you can't do that in the military. So I wanted to, when I started my company, originally it wasn't around sales platoon. That was always an idea. But the idea was I was just leveraging the 20 years experience to help companies solve complex business problems, which is what you do in sales. And we'll talk about that later. But I realized as I started going to companies, they had a critical lack of infrastructure in order to attract and retain high quality, high potential early career sales reps, because there's also a misunderstanding in the corporate world about what really truly makes a sales rep and how you develop them. Well, I spent 20 years doing it. So imagine taking us my spent, you know, the better part of 15 to 20 years developing recruits. That's the person you want in charge of the recruit depot. And that's what I spent time doing without knowing it. I'd already created sales platoon because, wow, okay. and so when, by the time I met Jared and I was really around the idea of what we were going to do to transform our military, I thought there's got to be a bridge to bring active duty military and put them into corporate civilian worlds without a college degree. And I'd crack the code on that. But I found out there was two worlds that didn't understand each other. And so creating that bridge is what sales platoon was all about. So. I see. That's a very interesting uh, beginning to how you started sales plan. That's awesome. Uh, Jared, do you want to talk a little bit about what you've learned so far through sales platoon and how it's helped you grow into the position you are now working at? Absolutely. I mean, about two years before I retired, I pretty much vectored in on sales as the type of role I wanted to transition to my next career after the military. So educationally, I, picked up a marketing uh, bachelor's and I'm about to finish a master's in strategic brand communication. So I, I've tried to educate myself on marketing and as much as possible to lend to a future in sales, but the education was great, but working with Riley and going through his hands-on approach in an internship really gave me the skills to walk directly into roles um, even while going through the program, still on active duty, interning with Sales Platoon, I was starting to receive anywhere from two to three to sometimes seven uh, opportunities to interview for positions. Oh, wow. Recruiters reaching out to me constantly trying to employ me. Ended up uh, putting me in a very advantageous position as the whole focus is that, you know, I could leave the military on a Friday start working a civilian job on a Monday. And that's what this program really does. It helps you have the hands-on experience that would be probably the last thing that you're lacking coming off a long career in the military. Mm -hmm. If you just don't have any sort of practical application, you can go spend thousands of dollars and try to buy some online sales coaching and different educational programs or whatnot, but that's still not helping you actually pick up a phone or send a LinkedIn message to somebody or use CRM, any sort of different platform to help elevate yourself and start your new career. I mean, I, I can't speak any higher than what Riley's already done for me 
is I've made just such a seamless transition that I was able to move to London. That is awesome. Still start my pursuit of my next career. Cool. That sounds like the program has really been helping you out a lot and helping you grow as a person and especially in, as a salesman. And going into sales and specialized training, Rally, do you want to talk a little bit about Sales Platoon and the training that you guys offer and the specialized training that helps military members get a position into a company that they want to go to? Yeah, sure. You know, there's when you think about a career in sales, you know, again, you're limited by the frame of reference that you have going into it. So for most veterans, myself included, when I thought about sales, I had actually had a sales job, several of them, whether it was waitering, uh, bartending or selling vacuums door to door, which I did the last year and a half, almost two years of my active duty. Um, you know, that was my frame of sales. And so I was thinking car sales, insurance sales, and there's a lot of programs out there for that. You want to go into insurance sales, post-military, you will get recruited and you'll find a job. But many of us, that's not what we want to do. We don't want to sit in somebody's home on a you know Thursday night and talk to them about the nuances of insurance. We want to get into corporate America, solve big problems, solve challenges, take that leadership we learned. And what a lot of our military doesn't understand, especially combat arms MOSs like yourself and Jared and many others that I meet, there's a certain type of thinking that you develop over that period of time. Situational analysis, whether you use an OODA labs or OODA loops or five paragraph orders or whatever it is. If you go to a civilian recruiter and you start talking about OODA loops, five paragraph orders, 15 fives, they're going to look at you like your head spinning. But if you go to them and talk about needs analysis, SWOT analysis, um, many of their terms, they're very similar. And so, you know, but understanding what corporate sales is, you can't do it by watching an online video, getting one week of instruction and then getting on the phones. This isn't 1983. This isn't boiler room. And I have no problem with the Grant Cardone's, Jaron Belfort's of the world. Okay. They exist for a very specific reason, which is to help them make money. No, I'm kidding. They <laughs> so that because they're selling B2C and their style of selling is high pressure, one-on-one -on -one closing. And most of the sales books, most of the sales trainings that are out there fail because they assume that B2C, which is business to consumer sales, is the same thing as business to business. And nothing could be further from the truth. Mm -hmm. Business to business sales is about being a consultant and a diagnostician much more than it's about selling. I've never sold anything successfully in my life. What I've done really successfully is go into companies, help them understand how to operate more efficiently. And we happen to come with a product and that product is going to help them. So it's like we're knocking on somebody's door and finding out they're using a screwdriver to assemble a thousand pieces of furniture a day. And it's like, let me introduce you the idea of power tools, but I might have to explain to you the concept of power. And so there's a lot of things there that you have to do as a sales rep. So we created a 12 week, 160 hours of instructionally designed material that I lead personally or have an instructor lead who's got over 10 years experience, who knows what it's like to lead and develop corporate sales teams and have sold real products in the corporate world. So across 12 weeks, you're getting training every single day, broken down instructionally in a TLO, ELO execute format. And then we give you the tools that you're going to use when you're in the real world. I mean, it would make no sense for you to go boot camp, give you a rubber rifle, and then you're charging hills going, tap, tap, bang, tap, tap, bang. <laughs> like, you know, and if you're going to go into a combat situation, you don't know what recoil feels like. You have no idea how to adjust for real windage. You have no, you have no training. And yet that's what a lot of these so-called sales trainings did. And it's the reason that as I got deeper into this, I got more and more passionate about it and invested more and more of my resources into it because fundamentally you can't learn to box by watching Rocky and taking an online course. 
-hmm. you've got to get into the ring and you can't learn to sell by taking an online course and one like week of a uh, John Barrow's course. And then all of a sudden you're supposed to be on the phone and then you get indentured servant through the skill bridge program for five years, five months for a company who just makes money on you. And then they throw you out into the world with no skills. But worse than that, you don't realize you don't have any skills. You think you know what you're doing, just like somebody who watched Platoon thinks they can go join the army. It's like two totally different things. Mm -hmm. And so we designed this essentially to be a boot camp experience. And it mirrors, I'm sorry, Air Force guys, but it mirrors the boot camp experience in the Marines, which is 12 weeks, really 14 weeks, four phases. Same thing you guys went through. Phase one recruit, phase two, phase three, phase four, where you build on fundamental skills so that by the time you leave, you don't realize how much you know. And I think Jared can talk to that and we can talk more about what you learn. But Jared's experience, you know, just as he started to get, you know, interviews and people would call him and they would ask him certain questions. And I think his experiences just tells really well a good story. His and Doug, who's another one of our graduates, or Todd, I mean, they can explain to you, you know, the, the confusion about people's inability to find a role when they leave active duty. So, Jared, I don't know if you want to talk to that or. It, I mean, there's definitely a shift right now in the world of what's going on with COVID. But when it comes to sales, that's a driving force of business. Without sales, business doesn't exist. So even in the middle of all of these things that are radically changing the way we live, sales jobs are just daily updated constantly with hiring all across the country and the globe for sales roles. And leaving active duty, my experience has been quite a bit through the introductions through the program, some speakers that have come and joined the classes. A, a lot of the successful account executives that are veterans had shifted out of the military with no intention to go into sales and somehow found their way into it. But there's such a misconception from everyone I talked to that's still in and recently gotten out about a role in sales. And people are hesitant to actually go into a role while leaving the military that gives you just the most immense amount of freedom to work yourself to your own earning potential. And it should appeal to so many more people in the military, but there's just a lack of knowledge. So, I mean, with Rally having 20 years of experience, that coursework and what you learn in the process of going through sales platoon really opens your eyes and gets you excited to jump head first into your next role after the military. So mm -hmm. hence the name Beauty skill bridge program. It teaches you skills to be successful in your next position, whatever that may be in the civilian world. Uh, as far as skills, what is one skill that you would say you have learned from sales platoon that the military didn't really teach to you that you found very valuable from that program? the corporate sales process and a B2B sale from start to finish is far more complex than I ever had any sort of uh, understanding of. And you, you learn how long the process can be for large, complex sales. Start to finish can take half a year to a year to close one deal. Hmm. While working through all of the details, you really are taking on a strategist and a consulting role on how to best navigate the needs of your buyer, whatever company you may be selling to, your goal being to provide a great value that can be put into statement. 
the needs of that company, you want to be helping them, not trying to just turn profit because you'll never earn their business again. Mm -hmm. So just the whole process for B2B is the most interesting thing I've learned. That is amazing. I mean, definitely working with other businesses, you got to have those skill sets, especially if leaving the military. I don't really feel like the military teaches you that exclusively. You learn that, I think, through experiences. Like, for example, in security forces, you learn the customer service side of things when you're dealing with people. You learn how to manage programs and you know procedures and all that, but it doesn't specifically teach you step-by-step -step instructions like what Sales Platoon is doing. And that's what I really find amazing that's it sounds like a great program to be a part of and for those of you listening to this or watching our video if you guys are interested in participating in this program or learning more about it make sure you head over to their website salesplatoon.org and there's a lot of information you can learn on there as well uh going back to sales platoon uh, rally what would you say sets your company apart or program apart from all other companies that are currently out there in, in the skill bridge world yeah, well, there's a, you know, there's a lot of good programs that are in SkillBridge. And so, like you said, a lot of those, when you look at it, the shocking statistics, and I, I know you know these and your audience probably does as well, but of the 280,000 people come off active duty every year, only 7% have college degrees. So four-year degree completed. And only about 25% of the military's MOS's job codes, you know, mission specialties translate directly to a civilian counterpart. So it leaves 75% of us, three quarters of us that come off with no corresponding role. And it doesn't mean even if there is one, we want to do it. Like I had a, you know, a medic who'd been in for eight years in the Navy Greenside. So he served with the Marines and he was like, I have no desire to stay in the medical field after eight years being with the Marines and traveling into combat roles. Like he just wants to get out, but he's got a wife, two kids moving to Madison, Wisconsin, and he can't afford to get out of active duty because he can't find a job makes more than 10 to $12 an hour. So what a lot of these skill bridge programs will do is, and I'll say there's a portion of them that say, okay, free talent. That's what I'm getting. I get six months to try these people out. Um, I don't have to pay them a salary and I'm going to put them in a role. I'm going to work them to death. And Jared was in skill bridge with some of these people who had that experience. They got no mentorship, no leadership, no military transition experience. The oh, wow. transition experience is being run by a TAF officer who may or may not, as well-meaning as they be, have any experience in the civilian world whatsoever. And so they're trying to train you out of a manual on how do you make the transition. And they're doing the best they can. But without that experience, with that, you know, in the military, we talk about ground truth, right? You trust the boots on the ground more than you do the aerial photography because they know things like there's mud on the ground or there's tripwires or the things that you can't see. So you need to trust that ground truth leadership. And that's what we bring that is different. You know, this is truly my story. I didn't read about it in a book. I didn't figure it out because I watched a movie or I thought this would be an interesting way to make money. Like even though our website is salesplatoon.org, we also have mysalesplatoon.com. There's a fellowship side to this and then there's a for-profit side of this because we do solve big business problems. And that is what we're doing essentially for organizations. And so this is my own experience on what I learned as I went through and what works. I don't think I have the only solution that exists to teach people how to sell. There's, you have to learn that by doing it. It's an apprenticeship. It's like, it would be arrogant for me to say, I have a lock on that. But what I do have for better or worse is my own experience. And a lot of that is my failures. The things that I learned the hard way, things that seem like good ideas, things that it seems like what you wanna do, but it's, doesn't, it's not actually gonna work that way. And so I have the real experience of saying, here's what you can do. 
here's what works. Let me make these introductions. Let me teach you the way that I know. But understanding the military and the way that we're taught to train and then understanding the civilian world and the way that it operates, not because I had one year of sales experience or three years of sales experience and I'm an expert on LinkedIn, you know, but I had 20 years of slugging it out, failing, getting fired, figuring it out, getting another job, being successful, working my way up to say, this is what a pathway to success looks like. And having developed hundreds, if not thousands of sales reps over that time, I know the ones that succeed and the ones that don't. And I know those pieces of the military experience that translate really well to this. And, you know, most military members who come out that I talk to, and I get a chance like Jared to have conversations with these, you know, with our men and women all, you know, throughout the week. And if I had a quarter for every EAE9 with a PMP, uh, degree in logistics, who thinks that that's going to guarantee them success in the world, they're going to work hard and get promoted. That's a good example of the person that does not understand fundamentally the way the business world works. Mm -hmm. Military world, you're either doing one of three roles. You and Jared, you're in a combat forward role. You're in a combat arms role. You support combat arms roles directly or indirectly, like a medic, right, corpsman. Or you are in a support and administration role, logistics, admin, whatever. In the corporate world, you're only in one of three worlds too. You're either producing revenue for a company, which is the only reason a company exists, or you're helping other companies produce revenue for their company, or you're in a support and logistics role. And the one they will cut the fastest is those logistics and admin roles. And you become a name on a spreadsheet and a time card that you punch, just like the old horse and animal farm. They will use you up and spit you out for your skill set as quick as you can say your own name. But in mm -hmm. sales and revenue operations, when you learn how to create revenue for a company, which essentially leads to revenue and creation of wealth for yourself, you're not at the beck and call of somebody else to give you a job. You're in demand because you can create revenue. And that's what we teach you to do that's different. I'm not teaching you to sell a product. I'm teaching you how to enter the corporate world in a role that's probably the world's last meritocracy where you can come off active duty and make 60 to 80K a year to start with as they try you out. In year two, you're in six figures. In year three, you can be in low mid six figures. And then from there, it's up to you. And we had people come and talk to us who worked their way up and they, they decided to go the call it Mustang route, go to officers and become sales management route like I did, or they stay in individual contributor roles and they're making well into the six figures. And yet if you Google top 10 highest paying jobs in America, sales won't even show up because the world doesn't understand what we do. So if you were drawn to spec ops, if you were drawn to serve, if you were drawn to military service leadership and you were drawn to that idea of making a difference, then sales and corporate sales is likely for you. And you should at least check it out and see what the world has to offer you there. Because I had no idea. Because there's no MOS for selling in the military. We spend money, we don't make it. <laughs> like what you said there and you kind of went into one of my questions I wanted to ask you of along with the program so would you say this program is for everyone or is it only designed for certain type of people and what kind of people would you say this program is meant for yeah look sales isn't for everybody you know when I went into a vacuum sales strangely enough Kirby vacuum in Alexandria Virginia when I was stationed in Quantico the guy got us together and there were six of us in a room and he said you know most of you guys here you're going to come and you're going to sell a vacuum or two and I'm going to make money on you there's going to be one or two of you that are going to be successful. And he said, there's going to be one of you that uses me to make money. And he said, I hope I find that one, because if you make money off of us, we're making a ton of money off of you. 
and it was like and for most of the people probably discouraged them for me it was like oh yeah you know like you know not that's not what we teach in selling so let me pause there for a second but essentially what you learn is that you know in what it is if you're the type of person that challenges yourself if you are the type of person that the world can't keep you down you were seeking that thing you're on a run and the lamp post is 100 yards away and you said i wonder if i can sprint there you know, if you've got that kind of like that resiliency, the drive, the passion, and you feel like you're being held back in a little bit in your military career, because it is, you know, it's time and grade, time and service, rank structure, who do you know, if you like that world, then you should go into government service when you leave active duty. If you like the world of I have the illusion of comfort, where I'm going to make X dollars every single month, and it's going to be exactly the same. You know what, the illusion of that is astonishing. Just check all the people that are on employment right now. All the people whose jobs got eliminated thought they were in safe jobs. The only safety in this world is the ability to create revenue. But if you're, you know, but if you're willing to challenge yourself, if you're willing to go outside of the status quo, if you're willing to drive yourself and that you just need a vehicle to do that, and you've been looking for that outlet, it's not logistics. It's not a PMP certification. It's not how many ribbons you have on your chest. It's not any of the accomplishments in the military. It's a role where you're only as good as what you did the month or the quarter before. But because of that, it's the rarest of the rare that people that can actually survive in that. And so the same type of people in my mind that are going to be drawn to spec ops, they're going to be drawn to those combat arms, the people that want to have that freedom and entrepreneurship that are going to succeed in this program. But if you're looking for a handout, this is not the right role for you. If you're looking to come off active duty and be nice and easy retirement for the next, you know, fine. But my, my caution to anybody listening to this is there is no easy, soft road in the civilian world. You're either going to work for somebody else and help make them money, or you're going to learn how to use that company in order to create revenue and wealth for yourself and your family. It's going to be one of the two. And I can't say which one you are. I'm just not the other. I thought I was. I went into operations roles. I went into marketing role. I just, it wasn't me. You know, I, I have too much of that internal drive that for success and if you have that this is the career path you should at least take a look at that is awesome this, this course is for those people that have that fire inside their their stomach that they want to do something more and they want to achieve more in life than and like you know what they say if, if it was easy everyone would be doing it too so uh, for those that are watching too where can they go to check out more about what your program is salesplatoon.org and do you have other resources out there yeah, sure. You can go to uh, salesplatoon.org. Uh, eventually, we're breaking those two sites off, but it'll refer you to the main site. You can go to mysalesplatoon.com, which is the actual cohort itself, and going through the program there and for businesses. Um, we'll also have a landing page where they can sign up. So we're working on that now. So we may have that available for your viewers. You can put in your YouTube. Um, and then all that is is signing up to learn more. So you get to meet with Jared. You get to meet with myself, some member of our team. Um, we'll take you through the process. We'll actually take you through a needs assessment and through a survey so that we can see, are you a good fit potentially for selling role or not? So, you know, and I'm available on Veterati. I believe Jared is as well. Um, so we're available as mentors. I never charge for that time. And I think that's an important caveat to keep for the military member. We don't charge for our program. There are programs out there that do. And, you know, that's their model and fine. That's not how we make money. It's not how we generate revenue. And so, you know, for the military member to think about that, that's not something that we charge for. So this is a fellowship that we sponsor for you to be a part of. That's awesome. Thank you. And for everyone listening to this or watching our video, make sure you head over to his website so you can 
get more information about his program. I'll have the links in the description below. Uh, but to close things out, I wanted to ask the both of you uh, one question that would really help our audience get a gauge for what has helped you grow the most. Uh, the question I want to ask you guys both is, uh, what is the one failure in life that you learned the most from that you could pass on to our audience as well? Uh, Rally, if you want to go first, uh, Jared. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the hardest thing when you've been in business as long as I have is narrowing it down to one failure because most of life, most of success is from taking that leap of faith and the failures that you have. And so, you know, a couple of failures along the way. Um, I think one of those was negatively assimilating. Um, and I wouldn't say it was my biggest failure, but it was the biggest failure I had when I left active duty. And that was, you know, when you're part of a unit, unit cohesion is the most important thing. You know, you do not want to be the person that's the standout, that's look at me, look at what I've done. And not taking that ownership for my own career early on was one of the things that held me back. And so when I came and I went into that first, and it, did, it took me years to learn to pick up that mantle of self-worth that I had set aside so voluntarily uh, when I was in the military. And putting that up and starting to think about my vision, what I want to do, what I want to be when I grow up, how do I want to become what I want to be rather than looking, engaging my success by the people around me. I was limiting myself by the peer group that I had selected in the company that I had chosen. And at the time I was the worst performing rep on the worst performing team in America, hmm. but I was well liked and I didn't rock the boat. And as I started to be successful, what I found was those people that wanted me to go to lunch with them, the two hour lunches and let's talk about how hard our job is. They started to distance themselves from me. And they didn't like that I was successful because my success was a glowing light on their own failure, that it was possible to succeed in this environment. But then six months later, when I was their manager, I didn't care anymore mm -hmm. because, but it took me time to realize that that was a, it's one of the cultural mores that we're taught in the military. You don't do that in the military. You don't become that, you know, uh, you know, Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore guy, like, hey, shoot it, hey, you don't, you don't want to be that guy. In the civilian world, like, look, those peer groups, they will hold you down. That crab mentality will keep you in check. Mm. So you have to find mentors, you have to find success, you have to create that vision. And again, not just to plug for sale platoon, but also my friend Rod Harrison over at Trusome, he has a great program that takes people through a 42-day mindset course to reframe the way that you look at your life. And he's an incredible individual. He's a big fan of sales platoon and we're a big fan of his. And he was a Navy veteran himself. And so at any rate, picking up that mantle of self-worth was probably the biggest thing that I had to learn to do again. Awesome. That's an awesome uh, story that you shared with us is about your failure that you learned the most from. That's something I'm I'm personally working on as well as, you know, like what you were saying, you can't hold yourself back by the people that you surround yourself with. You gotta you gotta elevate yourself and surround yourself with people that you wanna be like you if you like the saying goes, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. You got to be the dumbest person in the room or you got to be in a room where you can learn the most by people that are you're surrounded by. Um, but yeah, that's something I'm personally battling in myself, like what you were sharing too. Uh, so Jared, uh, do you want to share your failure in life that you've learned the sure. most from as well? Um, yeah, my failure that I learned the most from and definitely benefited from the lessons learned was uh, purchase of a home that I was forced to sell because of military orders in the middle of the housing crash Ooh. when my house had been devalued by 40%. Mm. 
Ouch. So I was very young when I made the purchase. I had a theory at the time that I should buy as much house as I possibly can. I bought it when I was 23. Thinking that my military career is going to grow, I will progress in rank over time. The payments will be more and more reasonable, but this was planned to be a very long-term investment, but the air force, uh, deemed it was more important for me to move to South Korea. So a lot of lessons learned three months after I left a law was passed that would have provided protection for me being a military member and having orders forcing me overseas. I would have been fine, but I just, I missed that by three months. And at that point lost nearly everything I had financially besides my retirement account. But, um, I liquidated all of my stocks to make the purchase just so I would have a nice chunk of positive equity in there. And that failure, uh, left me to have to start over again. Didn't go bankrupt, but it was a, a very complicated equation to work myself out of. And luckily the military was kind enough to send me out of the country. So for the next seven years or so, I didn't really <laughs> even exist as much of a consumer in the American market mm. and then moved back to the States and executed a great purchase of a home for my wife and I at my last duty station, which we still own. It's a revenue generating passive income investment, uh, we have tenants in place that we couldn't be happier with. It's the failure that happened so many years ago, 11 years ago, that I learned so much and educated myself so much more that I felt comfortable to jump right back into real estate, make more purchases. That's just it's one failure. It's not defining in life. And I shouldn't then just give up on the idea of home ownership. So it was huge for me. I mean, it's oftentimes that people get discouraged from things just because they experience failure. But that's another thing that Raleigh taught me that was really kind of profound, but in sales, if you fail 90% of the time, you're getting promoted. And it's just astounding to a military mindset that you can consistently fail over and over and over again. But those failures are lessons learned and you become more and more proficient on how to execute a sale how to identify if there's potential or not, whether or not to move on, how many touch points you should be communicating with somebody. So if you can have a failure like I did where I lost my life savings and just restarted, then you definitely have a potential for a career in sales. Most definitely. And you know what they say, fail fast, fail often, but fail forward. And I think one of the biggest things with failure is Every failure in, in life is a lesson if it's the way you look at things, especially with failures and, um, you know, take each failure for what it's worth. It doesn't matter how many times you fail, it's how many times you get back up and stand up and, you know, face forward with life. But yeah, failure is definitely one of those things in life that you got to, some are more expensive than others. You know, some failures are not expensive, but, you know, you learn from a lot of them and to each their own how you learn it. But I think those are the best things I've learned from is my failures personally as well. But um, to close things out, thank you, Rally and Jared for joining us on this podcast and video. Uh, for those that are watching, if you guys found this video 
valuable and information and you think others can benefit from this video be sure to share this video with your friends and family or military members that you feel like are transitioning out that could benefit from it and also be sure to head over to rally's website salesplatoon.org so you can check out his mission and his company and what they're all about and if you're interested in learning more about the Skillbridge program as well. I'll have that link in the description below so you can get a better idea of how you can participate in this program and how you can also tie in Sales Platoon to your mission in life or what you want to do in life. But thank you, Rally, and thank you, Jared, for your time. And I appreciate you guys hopping on our show with us on Vets to CEOs.